Good morning. Today is the third Sunday of our sermon series, Fresh Start. When I shared January's worship idea with Pastor Pam, who is oh, <clears throat> the chairperson of our worship committee, immediately she came up with an idea of how to decorate the altar. And she told me that when she heard the words Fresh Start, that reminded her of her teacher when she used to um, when she used to erase the dirty blackboard and then made the board as clean slate. That's how she decorated the altar. I think erasing a dark, I'm sorry, erasing the dirty blackboard and making it as a clean, clean slate is a very clear imagery that describes a fresh start. But applying it into our life, let me just double check, Smith. I often, we often find it difficult or challenging because our life is more complex than the blackboard. And it is not easy for us to let go of our old thoughts and beliefs and old habits and adopt new habits or accept new thoughts and beliefs like the blackboard does. But what if Jesus, what if it is Jesus who takes the eraser for us and offers us a fresh start with him to fulfill his greater purpose. And you know, in the Bible, Jesus challenges so many people with his radical teachings and his actions. And let me ask of you, if Jesus took the eraser for you, and offer you a fresh start with him to fulfill his greater purpose, would you say yes to an adventure that will require courage, perseverance, and boldness? Would you say yes to being stirred up and be stirred things up? You don't need to say, you don't need to answer right now, but think about it. So through today's scripture lesson, let's consider what is required for us to have a fresh start with our Lord. Let us pray. <clears throat> dear God, as a deer paints for the water, our soul Pains for you. With your spirit, Lord, be with us, inspire us, and guide us, and lead us to the life so that we may continue to live as a light and as a salt of the world for transformation of the world. May the word of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my Redeemer. Amen. <clears throat>
Did you know that ancient Greek divided up the human race into two categories? Greeks and barbarian. A barbarian was literally a man who could not speak Greek. So their words sounded to Greek like ba 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 ba. So they called them barbarian. And one Greek philosopher asked rhetorically, how can man who can only bark ever rule the world? Can you guess who said that? Who? The Greeks. I know. The, the, the name. It's, it's okay. Yeah. It was Aristotle. <clears throat> yeah. Aristotle believed that the world's climate maintained the difference between Greeks and barbarians. In his work, Politics, he explained that those who lived in a cold lands to the north had a plane of courage, spirit but little skill and intelligence. Those who lived in the warm south had a plane of skill, intelligence, and culture, but little spirit and courage. He thought that only the Greeks lived in a climate designed by nature to produce the perfectly blended character. And then now we know that is thinking towards barbarian and other people was not correct. But let's think about it. Let's consider ourselves. Sometimes or many times, aren't we like Aristotle? We tend to see the world or prejudge others through our own lens and with our own understanding. And we believe that what we know is true and right without knowing how dangerous it could be. But then God, our Lord, challenges us to have open hearts and open up our little box <clears throat> to see a bigger world, to understand God's vision and plan for all people in the world. And God has invited us to have a fresh start with him to love all people and draw the circle wide for salvation. But how about us? Are we listening to God's voice that challenges us? Or would you rather stay in a status quo? The first story that we read this morning is the convergence story of Saul, who later became Paul. But today, I want you to focus on Ananias rather than Paul. And second story is Peter's vision about unclean food. When you read the story, did you find any uh, similarities between these two stories? Anyone? Carol? Uh, both were being called to do something that was very uncomfortable and against their teachings. Yes, right. 
Any other? That's right. So both Peter and Ananias, they were asked by God to do something that they feel uncomfortable or something new that they never have done before. So what did, so what did they do? Both rejected and questioned. But another similarity is, but later, God changed their minds to fulfill God's plan. So let's look at the story of Ananias first. So before Jesus appeared to Ananias, Jesus appeared to Saul, who persecuted so many Jews who believed in Jesus Christ. And so Jesus made him blind to stop his wrongdoings and to make him his disciples. And Jesus asked Ananias to visit Saul and heal him. And Ananias said to the Lord, Are you serious, Lord? I have heard from many about this man, how much evil this man was. He killed our people, he hurt our people, and he put our people to the prison. No, thank you. I do not want to do that. From this, his answer, we hear the anger and resentment towards the evil man Saul. That's why he made an argument with Jesus. With his own experience, he saw and defined who Saul was. And he made a conclusion that he was not going to come to this guy and heal him. But after hearing God's voice and God's vision for Saul, how God would use him to save the non-Jews, that means all people, and Ananias, changed his mind and accepted God's new direction. And he went to Saul and healed him. Although the scripture does not tell us the details, we can assume it was not easy for Ananias to accept God's direction because Saul was not a good guy. He was an evil guy who hurt and killed his people. Ananias might have gone through emotional turmoil like Prophet Jonah, who chose to flee to Tarshish instead of going to Nineveh, a city that Jonah believed as a wicked city worthy of destruction. But Ananias with an open hearts and open minds, accepted God's direction instead of staying in his own little box. And what was the uh, consequence of his changing? His willingness and openness to follow God's direction not only transformed the man who did evil things to many people, but paved the way to bring gospel to everybody 
in the earth. And now let's move on to the story of Peter's vision, <clears throat> the unclean food. As you, uh, as you read the story, we figure that the church leaders were upset by reports that Peter, a Jew associated with non-Jewish people, Cornelius and his family, and that the uncircumcised Gentiles had also accepted the word of God. Please know that back then, Jews were prohibited from associating with or visiting non-Jews by law. And then they believed that salvation was only available for the Jews because they were the chosen people. And also, their life was, they were living under the persecution <clears throat> by Romans because of their faith. And meanwhile, so think of all those situations that they had. And meanwhile, they heard that Peter went and met the Roman court, Cornelius, and ate with him and baptized him and his family. If you were one of the Jewish church leaders, how would you react to his action? We probably we would do the same thing. We're going to upset, right? Because that sounds, that totally makes sense. That, that, I'm sorry, that totally not makes sense to associate with those who hurt them and persecute them. And also, by the law, they are not supposed to contact with them. So in the chapter 10, <clears throat> it tells us that the, actually Peter was in the same position as with other Jews regarding Gentiles before he saw the vision from God. But something happened to him. They changed his mind as we read today's gospel lesson. In the chapter 11, Peter gave testimony to church leaders about a vision that he received while praying on the roof. He said he saw a ship being lured from heaven with a, with a variety of unclean creatures on it. And a voice came and told him that Peter, kill and eat. But Peter, like Ananias, refused because he knew that these animals are unclean. And as we know, uh, through the Old Testament, as Jew, he should not eat unclean animals according to the Jews, Jewish dietary law. That Peter heard the crucial message from God three times. What God has made clean, you must not call profane. What God has made clean, you must not call profane. What God has made clean, you must not call profane. So, so imagine the sin. Maybe the voice from God, it bothered him a lot because that breaks his belief, that breaks what he has lived so far, but he know who God is and who Lord is. 
So after he saw this vision and he heard God's voice, he changed the mind. And then when the visitor came to Peter from Sea Julia, he went with them and he met Colinus and ate with them and shared the gospel with them and baptized them. So after his testimony, Peter made the last comment by saying, so if God gave them the same gift he gave us who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I to think that I could stand in God's way? And the scripture said that when the church leaders heard this, they had no further objection and praised God that even to Gentiles, God has granted repentance that leads to life. Amen? Amen. These two visionary stories and Ananias' healing story to Saul and Peter's vision of unclean animals are significant in our church history because it disclosed new directions in God's redemptive plan and it marks a beginning of a new era that opens up the salvation door wide to everybody, literally everybody. And more importantly, I think God's plan to save all was able to begin because we had some faithful people like Ananias and Peter who were willing to accept God's new directions and vision with their open hearts and open minds. And then they, they not only listen, but they made further step. They take inaction. They made bold moves to change the world. How God intends this world be. Brothers and sisters, oh, I think the, oh, it's not there. Okay. When we accepted Christ, <clears throat> our God took His mighty big eraser and then made us as white as snow, and they called us, called each one of us, "You are my beloved." And that God asked us to live as he intended us to be. And God wants to do the same thing to everybody, no matter who they are, no matter where they come from, no matter how simple they are. And more importantly, God wants us to join in his greater plan with our bold action like Ananias and Peter in order to bring healing to this broken world and make his salvation available for everybody. So I want to ask of you, are you willing to join him and his greater plan with a fresh start that will change you 
and that ultimately can restore the community to which we belong? Are you willing to accept God's new direction and will transform our lives and someone's lives and our world with open minds and open hearts? If God asks you one thing, that you need to change what it would be. Would you willing to have a fresh start with our Lord? Let us pray. Holy God, let today be a fresh start with you. Like Peter and Ananias, Lord, help us have open hearts and open minds so that we have a willing heart to listen to your voice and to follow your new direction that will save many souls and transform our lives and their lives. Lord, bring us closer to you. Let us have your eyes when we see others. Help us love the world in the way that you do. In your name we pray, amen.